Holy crap, can you believe this? It's Robo! R66-Y! Or at least, some sort of R-series robot. How the heck is this even possible? I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense! By all accounts from the Zeal archives that we've seen, everything from Chrono Trigger's timeline should have wrapped up. Right. Uh, so that would mean the future should have changed for the better, and the R-series shouldn't even be here. I guess? I know that time travel is pretty convoluted, but I would definitely have expected that. Maybe this is another universe. Or maybe Robo ended up going back to his time, a miserable, empty 2300 AD in a future that refused to change. Cheery. I would explain the... weather conditions. Oh, uh, is, is the portal still open? It looks like it's still there. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. You expected it to disappear? I'm not taking anything for granted, given our current circumstances. Who knows how the universe will conspire to mess things up next. If we are in some alternate timeline, if this is 2300 AD, I wonder... The outlook isn't good, but if we could find that guru, maybe that might turn things around. Of course! It's in this time period where the guru of reason ends up. Uh, Balthazar, we can make our way to the Keeper's Dome. We might be able to find him and get help. And the Epoch. If that's still here, that can definitely help us out. I'm going to go check the archives. You stay here and keep working on that robot. of Chrono Trigger. It still doesn't seem real. Listen, robot. I don't know what you are, or if you can hear me. G and I are in a really rough spot right now. I thought we might have it figured all out, but it looks like I've screwed things up again. Not a lot of light at the end of this tunnel. It would go a long way for us if we had someone reliable like Robo there to help us out. You know, someone who could encourage us, or at least weather the storm as we wander around this mess of a place. Can you hear me? Can you help us? I think I found something that might be useful. It's titled, The Gurus of Antiquity. Let's see here. What a cursed day it was when the Queen tasked us with devising that machine from the Royal Red Rock. How are we to know what chaos it might cause, and ultimately that it would lead to our own destruction? None of us do this more than Melchior, guru of life, who had studied Lavos and devised the plans for that wretched machine. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Zeal Archives, covering the A to Z of the world of Chrono Trigger. Today, as we dig into the archives, we'll be talking about the Guru of Life, Melchior. Why the hesitation? Well, uh, it's complicated, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I was going to say, Melchior, probably one of the most lovingly animated sprites in this game. Lots of, like, laughing and things like that. He's got a lot more detail than a lot of the characters. Yeah, even when you think about the other gurus of 
time. Hmm, what is it? Reason. Balthazar. Balthazar's got a lot of detail. Oh, he does. Gaspar, not so much. You don't see him a lot. No, you see him more as new, which is concerning. Yeah. One thing that I didn't know about Melchior, because my experience with the game has been looking through the game as like sprite art and not necessarily looking through the official artwork until, say, I don't know, doing a podcast about Chrono Trigger. Huh. Yeah. But one thing that I noticed is that, you know, there are some very strong King Kai vibes with Melchior if you look at his artwork. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I feel like like he has a similar pose, even. I think he walks with a stick. Yeah, he has a cane or a staff. But yeah, he's got the same sunglasses. He's kind of portly. He's got like a big round face. Yeah. He's kind of got like the vest that has the shoulders that stick out just a tiny little bit. I mean, you could also say that there's a lot of resemblance to characters in Dragon Quest, but I haven't played Dragon Quest, so I really don't know. Everybody knows what we're talking about when we say King Kai. Yeah. We're all Dragon Ball fans here, right? Yeah. Based on walking into Hot Topic the other day. Yeah. (laughs) That is not a Hot Topic that I want to talk about. Let's talk about Melchior in the context of the game. Melchior is actually really interesting because he's very involved in the plot of the game. He is. Um, I mean, Gaspar is an observer of most of what you're doing in the game, but Melchior is like, like in there. He's just this wonderful old guy at the fair, and he's subtly helping to flesh out the world without you even knowing it. I, th- I think the first time that I played the game, I maybe talked to him because you talk to everyone, obviously, the first time you play an RPG. Sure. And uh, you're like, oh, cool. He can sell me some swords. That's kind of neat, I guess. And then thought nothing else of it. He sells you a sword that's like way better than the one that you have. Yeah, the red katana. Yeah. This should be a hint. You, you don't know this at the time, but he shows up at the Millennial Fair, as we've already established, a place of questionable timeness. Like, it's, it's, it's just weird. There's all these different other time periods that are present in the Millennial Fair. Like, with the reptites, the robots... Prehistoria, even Zeal via Melchior. It's like an overture for the game. Which itself is saying a lot because the music is like an overture. Like all of the musical bits are are lead motifs of each other. Yeah, why is Melchior there to sell one sword? I think he sells some armor. I didn't pull up his his list of wares. I I feel like it's something like he has the sword that you have and then the red katana. Oh yeah, like a wooden sword and a katana. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's there in this weird time, and that should be a, t- a hint. That should be a tip-off that he's special and not just one of the other generic NPCs. Then, when you find the pendant, when you, you bump into Marl, you can actually go back to talk to Melchior. I didn't know that you could do this, because I've never done it. But if you do this, and you try to sell it, they'll say, oh my, it's dot dot dot, the pendant. Or, sorry, but I can't buy that. It's far too special. Keep it safe. That's also suspicious. As we're talking about it, I feel like he knew what was going to happen. I feel like he was there to set events into motion. Oh, you think he's more like the doctor kind of in this scenario? Rather than just being somebody who happens to be present when something happens? I don't know if everything is a plot, but I feel like his reasons for being at the Millennial Fair are to sort of make make sure things are supposed to happen the way that they happen. That's fair. Confusing, timeline-wise, and I'll get to that in a second, but fair. He would have encountered the party, but I don't think he would have known that they were going to be at the Millennial Fair. That's another like little hint that Melchior is not all that he seems, and also like starting to flesh out the world before you even know that that's happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eventually, when you encounter him at his home that is near 
Hecarim's Cave. There is a note sometimes, and it's like, I'm at the Millennial Fair, which is already telling you this isn't just a generic NPC. No, if he's if you go there and there's an, a reason why he's not there, then you got to be thinking about where he is. Yeah. Then when you do talk to him, he is this person. He sells swords. You learn that he makes swords. He makes weapons. And he specifically says when you're leaving, if there weren't evil in this world, there would be no need for weapons. What a sad state of affairs. He's reluctant to do this. Yeah. So maybe he only sells them people who fight evil? Yeah, which is convenient because he's sitting outside of a cave filled with evil people, apparently, for the last 400 years. <laughs> a nice house he has, by the way. Oh, it's fantastic. It's like a manor. It's got a big basement. I feel like from the outside, it looks like a manor, and the inside, it's a kitchen with a basement. Yeah, it's like the reverse of Luca's house, <laughs> which is like gigantic manor, and it's like pretty big house. Yeah, it's a reverse TARDIS. It's smaller on the inside? Yes. Yeah, and he's also outside of Medita Village, which we've already mentioned is a, a dangerous place for humans to be. Yes. There's some, I believe someone in the village says there's an old man near the cave. You might enjoy a chat with him. Oh, that's probably the two imps because they're good. They're good people. Yeah, they're, they got no beef with you. Like, these are just like tiny little details and they continue to build because eventually, and it doesn't matter who's in your party at the time, you eventually encounter like the Masamun and written on the hilt of it is Melchior. I guess he doesn't sign all his work, but uh, but this one made an exception. Yeah. And it's quite exceptional because, like, you are from 1000 AD. This sword is 400 years ago, and you're like, why? You're talking to this guy. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, he's a ghost, obviously. Yeah. But he's not. Then it only escalates. You go, like, this character who we've seen as sword, like, generic NPC to sword seller to swordsmith to renowned, really old swordsmith, maybe, question mark? Much later in the game, we find out that he's the guru of life, as if that makes any sense. How ironic that he sells weapons. Uh, and yeah, that's all I got for the guru of life. Something fun that I didn't know also in terms of like the world building that happens through Melchior. One of the times when you talk to him, it plays corridors of time. It's not when you make the mass immune, but I think it's when you've found the hilt. Okay. And you hear Corridors of Time playing, which is like this tip-off to the coolest time period and the titular time period of, of our podcast. The eponymous. Yeah, exactly. And just like all of these little tiny bits are like fleshing out the world and you don't even know it. It's so great. It's good stuff right there. It's, it's a little bit subtle. Talking about, about subtlety, there's this one point that like I couldn't put, wrap my brain around when I was doing the research, which was like Melchior originally... Before you did anything in the game, in what is known as the Keystone Timeline, he was exiled because of the Prophet, which is Magus, I think? I don't know. Pretty sure. Yeah, because he didn't want to activate the Mammon Machine, but like later on you showed up and threw that out of whack, which meant like something else happened, which the TLDR is time travel is confusing. Wait a minute. <laughs> Speaking of which, in the Keystone Timeline... Does Magus kill Lavos? Well, I mean, definitely not, because he shows up in... Oh, wait. Mm, time travel. Mm, yeah, because because you're not... The, mm. No, Magus... No, it's, it's because of you he gets sent back to 12,000? Presumably, yes. I don't know if that's ever explained. So then he's not the prophet. So then Melkor doesn't get sent to Mount Wo. <laughs> <laughs> This is, uh, time travel is hard. Um, I'm sure we could have a whole episode about that and maybe we will, but that day is is not today because I feel like that's a video episode 
so that you can have like a million chalkboards displaying different ways of conceiving of time travel and how it might have worked in Chrono Trigger. That's probably what we would need. Yeah. Also, a really strong drink to like just numb the senses. Yeah. Melchior is also interesting because when you set aside all the bits of the plot that he's relevant to, all the bits of world that he builds up, he's also literally made a lot of things in the game. Yeah. All of the best stuff. Yeah. Some of the definitively best stuff and some of the, you know, arguably best stuff and part of the worst stuff because he was, I I don't know if it's ever clarified in the game, but he definitely helped to make the Mammon machine. Yeah, it seemed to be kind of like he, he, you know, he created it. Then he was like, what if I have made this this awful thing? It's like that, um, it's called The Wind Rises. Anyway, the, the point is, it's about it's about a, a venture who's like, who's so passionate about like flight and making planes. And then he's like, he makes them, he ends up making them for the army. And he's like horrified at what they turn into sort of thing. Yeah. And that's such as the Mammon Machine with uh, Melchior. It's also interesting because... Melchior made a couple of like really strong weapons because he makes weapons. He made the swallow and the safe helm and they were put in the North palace and interred because they were quote forsaken due to the advent of the mammon machine. What? (laughs) Which is like, we're going to make some really awful weapons that really hurt people. Those are old news. We've got this really good new thing. (laughs) That's also awful that I'm going to swear off. It's just it's just Apple. <laughs> it's just yeah, just like all right. I got one more thing. Mammon machine. Polite applause. The court of zeal is is not pleased. No, and that area was was originally supposed to be a palace, was it not? Like 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 a dungeon. When you are caught in that area of zeal and you're suspended, and the, after the golem has beaten you, yeah, you're there's supposed to be like a little dungeon that you go through to escape the palace. Yeah, I mean like. Uh, oh, in the with the pyramid. Yes. Yeah. Pyramid. Sorry that that was also supposed to be. There's a lot of cut content in Chrono Trigger. Sadly, sadly. Yeah. Which probably would have been a little bit more rewarding because at the end of it, you would have gotten one of these two items, the Swallow, which is arguably one of Chrono's best weapons. It gives you a plus three boost to speed. Not that Chrono needs it. He's like the fastest person in the game. He usually maxes out pretty quick. Uh, yeah. I mean, we definitely max him out pretty quick. Hmm. Use those tabs. Yeah, uh, which I learned. Uh, the name of the weapon is named after the bird of the same name, the swallow, via the blade's color. A majority of swallows are recognizable for their blue wings, which is why when you attack, it has like a blue flash. Speed boost of the weapon also provides a nod to the agility of the bird, and the bird itself may be symbolic of Zeal's prior nature in terms of being high in the skies, and also where the weapon was originally housed on an island north of the, the Zeal Palace. It's the one expression of, of different weapon that you get with Chrono is his, his sword changes color. Yeah, it's like this one's red. Uh, I think it's the in the DS version, it's like the Val, Valadria blade or something like that. It's purple. Oh, yeah, fun. Or I think it's, it used to be called the Imperial blade or something. I don't know. I learned mm. that it's extremely powerful compared to even like the rainbow. Interesting. Yeah, because it has a four times damage rate for magical beings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, also he made like the safe helm or guardian helm, depending on what you want to call it, depending on which translation it is, uh, which is mm. amazing because it cuts physical damage by a third. Yeah, you basically have cast um, auto protect. Auto protect, yeah. Melchior is also the person who makes the prism helms, which I would argue is the best headgear in the game. 
I always equip the same combinations of things, so I always forget which things exactly do what. But I know, <laughs> I know all the prism stuff's pretty good. Yeah, it's like, do you want to equip a prism helm with like anything else, or do you want to do like a haste helm with something that also <laughs> protects? Yeah. Point is, you have to have something that protects your status. Yes, the prism helms like you can get after the rainbow shell side quest, but also you can charm them from Zeal's left hand prism dress he makes which is the best armor for the ladies of chrono trigger i think that's like unambiguous i believe it is the best armor oh yeah (laughs) yeah the only reason i said for the ladies is because the the male characters are not they're not able to wear it no but it cuts down elemental damage by a third so it's like the 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 guardian helm equivalent but for magic yeah yeah so you get one of each that's two-thirds down. That's not how that works. But yeah, that's... <laughs> well, especially because you're like, aha, Iron Ball, you can't stop me now. And the answer is yes, because it, it still cuts it in half. Iron Ball can stop you. Iron Ball does stop you. Uh, Melchior also makes the Rainbow, which is Chrono's best weapon, uh, questionably. Stat-wise, it's the best weapon and gives you a 70% critical rate. Ooh. So this guy's doing his best work now. He made, you know, the Swallow and the Safe Helm, like... 12,000 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then now he makes all the stuff in the rainbow shell, like in the present day. So he still got it. Yeah, like in the past, like a couple other things that he made, like he made, he made the pendant, which I th- didn't know. Uh, he made the ruby knife, which later became the mass immune through shenanigans. Let's not get into that. Ooh. And also the mammon machine, as we talked about. But yeah, his best work arguably takes place in the present. <laughs> Man, good for him. He doesn't seem to be aging. No, and that makes me want to ask a very important question, which might be related, which is, why is Melchior the guru of life? If it's that he doesn't age, like, sure, he does. He's, like, probably in his 60s or 50s or or something like that. But, like, we have learned that he is very definitely a merchant of death. Yeah, I mean, it's ironic, I suppose. Do you think people from Zeal were big on irony? They don't strike me as, as ironic types, no. They seem exceedingly earnest or whimsical. Almost, almost you could say to a fault. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the irony, I don't know what makes him the guru of life. He doesn't give you like a potion or anything at any point. No. The other gurus, like, okay, starting from the point that this is from Ted Wilsey's translation, that yes. they're actually like bash, gash, some other thing. Balthazar is the guru of reason. He's like, he built a bunch of tech. He built the sealed doors. He built the blackbird, the wings of time. You're like, okay, he's a thinker. I got that. That makes sense. Reason makes sense. Gaspar is the guru of time, which is like, I don't know. He observes time. That kind of fits. But like, I don't know about guru of life, guru of taker of life. Guru of war is more apt than guru of life, I would argue. Reason, time, war. Yeah. Reason, time, life. Definitely seems like he should be a healer, though. One of the more interesting things that I learned trying to figure out why he might be the guru of life actually has nothing to do with Chrono Trigger. It has more to do with, like, Christian history. Ah, yes. <laughs> Which is that uh, in the Bible, there's not a mention of three wise men. There's a mention of wise men. And that also, when later there were three wise men, they aren't named. Interesting. Much, 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 much later, someone in like, 
I don't remember the specifics. It might be in the show notes. But like in the last 300 years, let's say, hypothetically, I could be misremembering. They were assigned the names Balthazar, Melchior, and Gaspar. Interesting. I I do appreciate that translation-wise, there was no... Uh, they were not precious with their references. Let's make these through... Let's make these gurus the three wise men from the Bible. Let's make Magus's lieutenants three notable, like, <laughs> rock stars. <laughs> That's interesting when you pair them up like that, because, like, it's not that, say, rock stars are, like, the opposite spectrum of, like, I don't know, devout Christian, like, lore. Mm-hmm. But, like, they do kind of occupy dissonant spaces. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is, inter- that is interesting to see. You can imagine a war between the two. If you're trying to translate that and you're trying to think of like three holy people, it's interesting that you're like, oh yeah, these people from the Bible, that's the thing that everybody knows, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't learn. I went to Catholic school and I didn't learn until much later that those were the names, quote, the names of the wise men from the Bible. I think I only had that reinforced because I might've been watching like Evangelion at the time, which also just uses it for an aesthetic. Yeah, it just takes a bunch of Christian um, like imagery and mythology and slaps it on. Yeah, what do the three wise men say? They're still calculating. Uh, okay, anime, whatever. Man, Toriyama will just call his characters whatever, right? <laughs> there was a tweet very recently that was talking about Akira Toriyama, uh, possibly by, doesn't matter, it, but there was a tweet about about Akira Toriyama and one of the most fascinating things which I guess is no surprise why this shows up in Chrono Trigger which at this point is is as we've established like 25-ish years old Akira Toriyama doesn't remember what he did and I don't mean he's he's like got dementia or anything like that he just because he's been making so much stuff whether it be Dragon Quest or Dragon Ball or one of the empty and other things he's worked on Sandman uh, Chrono Trigger etc he just doesn't remember that something happened in the stories that he's written <laughs> like that's it's fair he, i suppose so he just like kind of revises lore on the fly because he doesn't remember what used to happen so it doesn't surprise me that the three wise men the three gurus are just random sounds that like ozzy flea and slash used to be like vinegar mayonnaise, mayonnaise and, soy, and sauce. soy sauce yeah, yeah. so that doesn't surprise me in the least <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't sit there for a while and be like, what should this character be called? He's like, I'm just going to write down mayonnaise and think of something later. Yeah. I'm just going to have three characters that all sound similar. Bosch, Gosh, and whatever. Like, I tried to look that up. It's like, does Bosch mean anything? It's like, in Dutch, it means forest. And that, nope, that doesn't mean anything. The parallels are clear. <laughs> okay. Well. That had surprisingly little to say about Balthazar. You'd think there'd be more to say about a guy who made a freaking time machine. There's probably another book in the archives about him. We can look together later. (coughs) Dusty. Hey, wait. Did you see this? See what? The cover. Did you see the subtitle? Here. Right here. The Gurus of Antiquity. Life and death. Huh. I did not see that before. Maybe there was just a lot of dust on the cover. Well, don't worry too much about that, because I've got a surprise that will put all of that bad stuff behind us. 
like all of the bad stuff okay well maybe not all of the bad stuff let me introduce you to robo well i think it's robo still not a hundred percent sure that's amazing did you get it him working i wanted to let you do the honors after all we've been through if we flip this switch here you should be fully operational fantastic so i just though he has been making this weird pulsing sound for a while probably nothing to be concerned about it's fine the last time we had nothing to be concerned about we had a lot to be concerned about didn't you just tell me not to take anything for granted (sighs) a fair point all right i'll do it and this time i can assure you that at worst we'll have a broken robot which is no worse than before. See, nothing to be worried about. System error. I am receiving your broadcasts. My circuits cannot determine your frequency. Well, that's one mystery solved. This certainly seems like it could be Robo, but are you sure that you fixed him, T? System error. Transmission has ceased. Oil has washed over my side sensors. Greetings, humans. May I be of assistance? What did I say? He's fine. I can fix this. It might just take some time. I am going to need some time. Data storage complete. Hello. Okay, I might need a lot of time. (laughs) Sorry, humans. Madam Luca programmed me with humor circuits to help relate to other humans. (laughs) Holy crap. Did you just dad joke you? Hmm. Yep, definitely broken. Let me find that wrench. Hi, Robo. Nice to meet you. I'm G, and this is my good friend T. We're kind of stuck here in your world. We're from a different world, not dissimilar to yours. They think you can help us. Affirmative. Greetings, Misters T and G. Just G and T is fine. I would be happy to assist you. How may I be of assistance? Can you tell us about what happened here? From what we know, you and the others had saved the world from Lavos. Did... Something else happen? Accessing memory circuits. Memory circuits inaccessible. Great. I wonder if I broke something or missed something during the repairs. Ooh, Robo, I know who you can assist us. Do you know if there's an Enertron unit nearby? Really? Yeah, I'm getting really sick of the energy bucket is all. An Enertron unit can be located 2.2 meters 90 degrees from your current line of sight. Uh, it is a few steps to your right. Well, I feel like I got a full night's sleep, but I'm still hungry. <laughs> I am detecting a spatial anomaly in our vicinity. It's probably just the portal to the end of time. Or the experiment that got us here. Actually, you know what? Maybe you can help us figure out where the experiment went wrong. 
acknowledged. I will assist as best I can. T. Zeal Archives is a Nixcast production and can be found on most podcatchers or at the source zealarchives.com. If you have comments, criticisms, or kudos for episodes past, present, or future, we are on Twitter and Facebook as Zeal Archives. To learn more about the hosts, TNG, you can also check out thenextcast.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thenextcast. And now, a special announcement. Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference.